Well, Callum, it's the afternoon after the night before, uh, as the time when we are recording this. Hibs ending their nine-year wait for a win at Tawdry, and we come off the back of our first ever watch along. Um, I suppose we should apologise to those of you that have subscribed mm-hmm. on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube for the first time, why don't you subscribe for all future shows whilst you're here? Because we did intend to get it out on this channel. Um, but unfortunately, due to, I think, technical difficulties with YouTube themselves, Callum. Yeah, we had to, we were using this website called StreamYard and then you have to like apply to go live uh, and it takes like 24 hours to 48 hours, which we didn't realise. Uh, we did it about 24 hours before, but it didn't come through on time. Uh, so somehow we were able to go live on my channel instead, which you can also subscribe to. The link is in the description. <laughs> but we managed to do it. And thanks very much to those of you that did tune in, comment along, and I hope you all enjoyed it. It was an experience, Calm. It was certainly stressful, like you said, setting it up. Mm-hmm. Not sure what we were expecting, but it seemed to be well enough received. Um and yeah, I suppose even though we we did watch it last last night, we should kind of do a wee debrief for maybe those of you that tune into this show and haven't watched the game. We'll do our best to to do a, a little run through. Um, but once again, Callum, it, quite evident we are missing a goal scorer in this team. Yeah, uh, basically I got very excited in the fact Ryan Hedges came back in, but I forgot. Oh, he can't save this whole shit show. Um, <laughs> Yeah, pretty clear. We It's been the problem the whole season. It continues. We've had, I mean, Cal Hendry's obviously chipped in every now and then. There's only so much Three. one man can do, really, I suppose. Um, yeah, we're just sort of toothless, really. I thought we did okay in the first half, um, created a few opportunities. Cal Hendry probably should have done better with his in the first half. Being yeah, the probably. obvious one I can think of. Yeah, exactly. But um, not enough. No. There's no clear-cut chances, really, was there? There's not, and, and that's what we said last night when we were watching the game. It felt, uh, uh, in the second half especially, it felt like we were trying to walk the ball into the net at time. Mm. We were trying to create the perfect goal. We were playing a pass when, if you look at what Deutsch did with the, his goal, hits and hopes, finds the back of the net. We are instead, instead of putting your laces through it, or we'll just play out wide and then get the ball into the box. It's too slow, it's too predictable, and... It's it's all possibly a cause of lack of confidence in in amongst our front line. It's been a problem all season, and I, to be honest, I can't wait for this season to draw to a close on Saturday because it's one I can't wait to put behind. I totally agree, and and last night sort of highlights how big of a job Stephen Glass has in his hands on Alan Russell. Uh, not only in terms of recruiting players for next season, we all know a lot of our, are out of contract a lot of them not good enough as well mm. um, but then also to instill their ideas um, this attacking free-flowing play uh, over the summer and the pre-season mm. don't fancy doing that job um, I'm glad it's them and not me and if it's not highlighted how big a job they've got I'm sure this weekend will yeah and I was it's funny I'm speaking of like offering contracts to out uh, of contract players, Bruce Anderson being one, um, after their game last night in the 12th man group chat, I was speaking to Ben from the Only Aki's podcast. I just asked, you know, how, how's Bruce Anderson been? Because he seems to have gone quite quiet. And his reply was, shite, like the rest of them. So good to see Bruce Anderson after his strong starts faded away, I suppose, at Hamilton. But mm-hmm. maybe 
coming into a different team, different style of play at Aberdeen. It might suit him. Who knows? But we've not seen enough yet. I don't know. But if he's prepared to offer Michael Devlin six months from not seeing him, do you give Bruce Anderson a year? I, I don't know. I think Bruce Anderson maybe gets one more year. He's always been <clears> the type of striker that... Um, I feel like we'd always benefit playing up there with a partner, probably someone bigger in size, given the way mm. and we've played recently. Um, and when he went to Aki's, he played well, and they seemed to play well to start with, but then his form dipped, and so did theirs. I'm not saying he's the whole fault, but um, it sort of just coincided. So mm. I'm not going to read think, too much into that, I don't think. No, um, but I think... You know, a lot of people picked up that we are moving the ball better under Stephen Glass in comparison to Derek McInnes. But it's all well and good moving the ball about playing nice football. But at the end of the day, scoring goals is what gets you results. And unfortunately, we've not been able to do that enough this season. Um, and we're set to have one of our lowest goal scoring seasons um, in, in our history unless some sort of miracle we managed to bag a couple of goals at Ibrox and chance is a fine thing well I mean that's unlikely at the best of times let alone <laughs> given how we've been this season how they've been this season and what they've got at stake trying to keep this unbeaten league season for them mm. I have zero confidence we'll get on to it but yeah just a little predecessor for anyone tuning in it's not going to be a positive one <laughs> um, but I suppose it's kind of a summary of our season when Christian George scoring um, for Hibs, as we already mentioned, him, Nisbet and Boyle have scored between them as many goals as we've managed all season in the league. Yeah, I think I saw someone post saying that they'd gone 46, maybe in all competitions anyway. And um, that's things we could only dream of. I always remember Mark McGee used to always say in the papers or whoever. Well, I remember he did anyway back then in the papers. He was like, our strikers are going to get us 50 goals this season mm. um, and if those three are only not even getting I don't know how we hope for that but we're not going to get anywhere near that with this current batch of players are we? No we're not and you know Deutsch took his goal well like you said you know it's a striker who's in form who's got confidence to, to take shots on from the edge of the box but we'll come to the goal itself in a minute Um I, We've identified striker as an area of concern and I think Stephen Glass will be looking to sign up a striker soon, sooner rather than later. And I suppose getting some of the transfer dealings done early will be a good thing. I think you said to me through the week, it was kind of what McInnes did in his early seasons, get players in so that they've got the full pre-season to gel and get used to the ways of the manager working. And hopefully that benefits us going into next season. One area of concern, though, that was highlighted last night, and I'm concerned what it's going to be like at the weekend, was right back. Obviously, Ross McCrory, um, who's been filling in at right back, injured. Calvin Ramsey, you know, you touched on maybe he's being protected a little bit given given his age. Um, I don't know if maybe he's still struggling with a bit of a niggle because we saw him go down with cramp quite a lot in his in his early fixtures. But Connor McLennan filling in at right back. Unfortunately, against a bit classier opposition than Livingston. No offence if any Livingston fans mm-hmm. are watching. Horribly, horribly exposed there last night. And if it wasn't for Jackson Irvin's poor finishing, the scoreline could have been a bit a bit worse for us. Jackson Irvin should have done a lot better that one. But first of all, we'll say that uh, with the one who mm-hmm. hit the bar. Um, 
Connor Glenn, it's almost if he isn't a right back, but I mean, even then, his form this season hasn't. Oh, hit my mic, sorry. Uh, his form this season hasn't been great. I'm just letting all my frustrations out. Let alone when he's playing in a position that um, he isn't natural at. Um, mm. It's pretty concerning. I think I don't. I can't imagine Calvin Ramsey's going to come in for the game at Ibrox because that would be a torrid time for a 17-year-old. Um, baptism of fire I suppose you could look at it he's got nothing to lose even if it is a bad performance 17 experience but it would be quite harsh but even then if he's not playing then it's what, a 21 year old Conor McLennan who's not even a right back it's not much better is it uh, almost as if we shouldn't have loaned out Shea Logan maybe mm, or but, but I don't understand like what's the deal with Shea Logan because I know he went on loan to Hearts, but when was his deal? When did his deal expire with Hearts? I think from when he got registered, he's then registered with them until the end of the season. But I could have sworn McInnes or someone said, uh, "No, not McInnes. Uh, it would have been Glass said. Someone said anyway. I've got no idea who <laughs> said that he will be back before the end of the season." But yeah, so I've got I no thought, idea. I don't even know if they've got a clue what's going on. No, because um, yeah, obviously it was a, an agreement with Paul Sheeran that. You know, they fancied giving Calvin Ramsey some game time. It might have been Paul Sheeran that said it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when you look at last night, it just doesn't make sense that we've gone and sent out our experience right back. Okay, he hasn't featured much this season, but you know what you're getting with Shea Logan, a man that's committed to the shirt and puts in a decent level of performance and probably wouldn't look as out, as, out of his depth as Conor McLennan did last night. Um, I'm not saying it would have made a huge difference, but it does make that decision a bit questionable when you see us getting torn to shreds down that side. Even in the cup game we against Dumbarton, we looked weak down the right side. Dungeon United, when Ross McCroy was there, exploited that side. It's, it's an obvious weakness. Um, again, look at the goal we conceded against Celtic in the last minute, came from the right back side, nobody closing down the cross. Just it's an, an obvious area mm. that it's alarming that that hasn't been addressed. And I suppose, as Fraser Wolf said last night, I think, and we discussed in the watch along, the fat, the standard of that game last night is quite indicative of the rest of the league, mm-hmm. how poor they've been, that we are so comfortable in third and fourth respectively. And I'm sure Michael, if he's listening into this episode, will totally agree that it's probably... A, a state of affairs at Hibs that they haven't pulled away from us again given how poor we've been and how especially in front of goals yeah if I was a Hibs fan I know we're in no position to speak about who's concerned because uh, first of all yes we are very concerned but I would also be concerned for them if I was them given the fact going into the second last game of the season it was still even a question that we could finish third given yeah. how woeful we've been and you know yeah. had we not conceded that last minute goal to yeah. Celtic we would have maybe still being in our own hands mm-hmm. I mean the problem though with Hibs just kept us at arm's length yesterday mm. really didn't they yeah um, there was it was I said earlier toothless someone said in the stream last night uh, mm-hmm. lacklustre those sort of words um, not going to pin this on Mr Stephen Glass it's not his squad save, his, save that judgement for if it were pretty safe we're in this position next season we're still playing a tell football then mm. I'll be judging him but in this right now no okay good point you made there because that links in nicely to the next segment Twitter had a bit of a, a meltdown at the performance let's say last night a lot of people blaming Stephen Glass um, 
you've just touched on there, it's hard to blame him. Can we put much blame on him? Because at the end of the day, he is, this is a squad that he inherited from McInnes. Mm-hmm. He came after the January transfer window, so it's not like he could sign any players to influence the game. The change that he's made to the team, I suppose, is keeping Gary Woods in, in goal, but that's a forced change. Dylan McGeeks played over Dean Campbell, but again, the centre mids were changed constantly uh, under McInnes's, um reign this season. So, you know, he came out and said, we probably deserved a point last night. I don't know if I agree with that. I think first half performance, if we kept that up and st- still didn't get anything, then we could have said yes. But given the second half performance, I'd say no. Um, we've all seen how terrible we've been this whole season. So obviously sometimes when managers come in, there's a manager, new manager bounce. But given how much all these current group of players apparently loved McInnes going by the social media posts when he left and they weren't even playing for him. And it wasn't just a few months, the whole season. Uh, and style football has been terrible in past couple of seasons. I'm, it's no shock. And I think I, that they've not picked up the form. And a big clear out, a lot of new recruitment going towards uh, the next season is needed uh, for me. And mm. the names, the players I've signed so far, decent start, decent start, but I think we need a bit more players that are going to get us a bit more excited, enjoy it, mm. a little bit more entertained. Because mm. yeah. I've not been entertained a lot this season. And that's no. what football's about, isn't it? It is. And I think, you know, it's it's maybe been the way the season's gone with not being able to go to games. It's detracted from the enjoyment, entertainment purposes because you might not think about the game as much if you've had a good day at where mates. The fact that you're sitting at home most of the time on your own watching that and it's it's almost like a form of torture. But, mm. you know, you said there about the rebuild job. I was listening to another um, Aberdeen podcast and they they kind of mentioned the comments that Stephen Glass said after the Dungeon United Cup game about how, you know, he was brought in um, for a rebuild job and that rebuild job kind of, he's aiming towards next season and obviously you know they didn't really appreciate those comments coming after um a cup defeat because you know we're in that cup competition to win it but do you kind of see the games that he's now played did you feel this was always geared up to next season or should he have kind of geared up to try and challenge for third because he came out and said you know there was i think it was a 10 point gap when he came in, mm-hmm. it's, it's a tough job, you know, given the run of fixtures we were going to have, Celtic at home, travelling to Rangers on the last day of the season, it was always going to be a tough ask, even if we'd won last night. I would say yeah, it has been gearing up towards next season. I mean, you could ask a lot of managers to come in, given the three strikers we've ended up with, how poor they've been. <laughs> um Ryan Hedges, who's been the main man, along with that serpent that was uh, has gone down to Ibrox, uh, they were our main attacking threats going forward. And Ryan Hedges out injured, and um, at the back sort of been a calamity, uh, quite a, quite a few times. And not an informed Joe Lewis. Then he then goes and gets injured as well. Mm. Um, I think it is a big ask, a very very big ask for him to get third. It was sort of a pipe dream, uh, I would say. I think if he's used these games that he's been in charge more to see what needs done and who needs to go and where we need to improve, 
I think that's what you should have should be using these games for essentially. Um, there, well, there was a tiny hope, albeit that we would get third. Mm. Um, it was a stretch, and I just hope that all of these games, all these problems, are now highlighted. And we know exactly what the plan is going into next season. Well, not we, they do. Um, mm. In all honesty, we've got no idea what's going on going into next season. I genuinely, I genuinely had to think who you meant when you called somebody a serpent. That's how much I've already forgotten about him. Well, there you go. I mean, given how um, Michael was speaking about Flo Camberry, it could have been, could have been everybody about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, but if we, if we look at the kind of optimism, the style of play that we had against let's be honest, a Celtic team that chucked it by that point. Mm. Given then what we saw last night in the kind of outpouring of frustration, it just shows the wonderful world of football fans as how how much can change from one week to the next. Oh, it's, yeah. it, it's an unforgiving world, probably football management. Um, you know, we always want to, we're always wanting the best for our team and when we don't see it, we're going to get frustrated. Um and that's kind of where we are just now. And I, I do agree that I think Stephen Glass will be given till about from the fans, depending on who we sign and, you know, how much, as you said, excites those fans if, if we're allowed back in. I think there could be some pressure in inverted commas on him if things don't improve come like around Christmas time, I would say. I'd say so, but also um, given how much Mr. Cormack has talk to the talk I would think Stephen Glass will be getting back to the hilt um, mm. and I don't know if there'll be much that Cormac will stop at to make sure that it is a success mm. um, but, especially since it's his first appointment as Aberdeen chairman yeah but equally on the other hand I, I was thinking about this today given how poor we've been this season mm-hmm. and we've still let's be honest comfortably finished fourth in the league can it really get much worse next season? Or am it, I just going to... Should I not say that? Maybe we should say that. Um, I should not I don't know. said that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it, it... I feel like it can't have got much worse than this season. It's been terrible. Um, if it doesn't... If it, We've been bad. We've been bad. But I, the reason it's not got much worse and we're still fourth is given how the gap in quality between the rest of the teams... Mm. Um, also, speaking about not not achieving third place, I'd just like to mention, Glass had very few games. We've, okay, comfortably finished fourth. Did not manage to catch third. But given, is that our fourth? No, our third, fourth place finish in the row now? Mm, Let's not yeah. forget that fact either. Mm. Uh, he seemed to be very annoyed by Hibbs's over-exuberant celebrations in the dressing room at finishing third. So um, hopefully he uses that as fuel for the fire for next season. Now, um, another talking point, I suppose, we've, we've mentioned that, you know, he's had to kind of enforce change in Gary Woods, um, featuring for um, Joe Lewis, who's still nursing his rib injury. We've not kept a clean sheet since he's started a game. As Robbie Hanright pointed out um, on the watch along last night, he joins an unfortunate list of going four starts without a clean sheet. I've watched the goal back and I'm still undecided, but I think it's very harsh to apportion blame on Gary Woods for that goal. Um, first of all, I'd like to say uh, he's gone four games. It's good. He's making it five now. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not that. <laughs> um, going to Ibrox. Uh, 
I first when I saw it in real time, I thought, "Oh, should be maybe have done better there." But when you mm. saw the angle from behind the mm. from behind the goal, the depth that the shot takes. That's right. It's a great strike. Yeah. I thought he took it very well. The dip it takes maybe does him a little bit. Um, I Can't think he's almost. De- I think he's a bit deceived by the pace of the shot as well, because so. and that affects the dip as well. Yeah, it's there's some he. It's like he gets there, but he's like a split second late. And you know, as I said, I was listening to another Aberdeen podcast this morning, but they were questioning whether he is the right keeper to match the the current ambition at this club. And you know, this as you you said, and um, this season, you know, he's. Um, maybe a better keeper with his ball at the feet than, mm. than Joe Lewis. But as they were saying, ultimately a goalkeeper's job is for shot stopping. Is he a better shot stopper than Joe Lewis? But, you know, Joe Lewis has had his moments this season as well. That's what I was waiting to say. He's that, okay, you might argue he maybe should have done better with that goal. But even if that is his fault, it's still not as bad as the three, four howlers Joe Lewis has maybe had this season. Um mm. And there's no doubt he is better with the ball at his feet. I think I suppose going into next season it's good to have the option of you've got a guy who's better with the ball at his feet or Joe Lewis who's a better goalkeeper, but distribution wise, not great. Just so it's good good option to have. Um I think it'll be interesting seeing what Stephen Glass goes with when they are both mm-hmm. fit. I suppose Joe Lewis might have the summer to try and improve his distribution um if yeah. he is fit. I think as well when he's playing in front of or yeah sorry behind a makeshift defence it's quite hard to question you know how good a keeper he is because he's always mm-hmm. going to have rain down but and a football quirk that really annoys me is oh your keeper's a good shot stopper that's literally his job yeah. is to stop shots speaking of stopping that. shots I don't think anyone got close to Doige uh, quick enough either I think he had a bit too much time and space there yeah well I think he was Dylan McGee he turned and yeah did nice, obviously sat nicely for him to volley home but no I just thought it was a bit strange to question Gary Woods given you know he's come in he's not played a lot of football recently um, and I suppose we've not really seen the best of him. You know, they're saying, no, he's not had the best shot-stopping record throughout his career. Is he going to be right going forward? Well, ultimately, you know, if Joe Lewis isn't fit enough to throw himself around because of his rib injury, it's possibly why he's there. And that's going to be up to Stephen Glass to determine whether or not Joe Lewis, who is currently club captain, let's remember, mm-hmm. that could all change next season as well. Um who knows? Let's be fair. Put it this way: we're not going to put Tom Ritchie in goals, are we? If Joe Lewis isn't on the bench, uh, so not much choice. But football is here about opinions, and Robbie was Robbie also said um, on the watch long yesterday that uh, there were some complaints on Twitter as well, um, which obviously we didn't see at the time. But mm. hey, well, this is what football's about. Well, no, it, and that absolutely. Opinion. Yes, thank you for clarifying that because I was going to end on that saying and that is the, the, the best thing about football is we will not always agree despite what people think um, yeah. and it's, it's it provides talking points if someone's got a different opinion because somebody else will hold another opinion mm-hmm. and there will be people listening in or watching this episode that will agree or disagree with what we've just said about Gary Woods and Joe Lewis and probably even listening to previous episodes will be probably shouting saying I don't care if he's good with his feet Calm, he needs to yeah. stop the ball going in the net so but yeah. again another game 
still no clean sheet under Stephen Glass. And like you said, you might as well make it five on Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not confident about this um, going to Ibrox. They've got their unbeaten season to defend. We have nothing to play for. But as you said, um, Stephen Glass did say they shouldn't be heading in any games with that sort of mentality, which is encouraging to hear whether we'll see it. Who knows? Because we have heard that kind of thing before. Mm. Um, I've just got a terrible feeling that Messer's right's going to fucking score. I mean, if even Greg Stewart scored against us uh, in the 5 0 game. I mean, I've really tried to erase that from my memory. So, can we just not please? Because yeah. I walked out I mean, when Stewart scored. I was like, no, I'm yeah. enough. But yeah, you, you, you're right there. Stephen Glass, when asked by Andrew Shiny last night in his post match interview, was asked if, you know, we're going to Ibrox now with ultimately nothing to play for. But maybe could we use the motivation of, preventing Rangers going unbeaten this season to, you know, energise. And like you said, he responded by saying, this team should not be going anywhere with nothing to play for. There should always be something to play for when you're playing for Aberdeen. Now, if that's him just coming out to, you know, avoid the question, or if that's the mentality he's going to be drilling into the players, we will see. Mm -hmm. Um, Come Saturday, what level of performance we get. But it's, again... It's saying the right things in the media, but we also need to see that tra- um, translated onto the pitch. Well, that's sort of what I'm thinking. We've heard that kind of thing before, and I think we have come to the conclusion now, or I have come to the conclusion now, that this group of players probably don't have the mentality uh, of that. They probably don't mm. share that, given how some of the spineless performances we've seen. Um, but happy to be proved wrong. It would be nice to spoil trophy day for them. Um, but uh, and I don't this, have any belief that they will to be honest if we do it will be an unbearably gloating review oh yeah <laughs> um, I, th- I think I'm probably unbearable at the best if I'm fully aware <laughs> of that by the way um, before anyone lets me know in the comments down below but that would it would be interesting it would be interesting so make sure you subscribe to see it um, feel free to just like the video if you want as well that's and- fine and if we get absolutely annihilated, it will be... I don't even know if I'll actually even bother doing one. It'll be interesting um, either way. It'll be... Uh, yeah, basically, it'll be either we're absolutely delighted and unbearable or we don't even want to do it, but we probably... Or it'll just be said, well, we knew it was coming. Thanks for coming. See you and next season. <laughs> you know what we'll have to look forward to then after the last time we played them and lost? All their fans come flooding in to laugh at us. So that's good. Yeah. True that. And I suppose, like we said, if for those of you that didn't watch the watch along, um, we are speaking to Liz um, Bowie from the Community Trust on Monday. So if it, the game really does go terribly, at least there's something positive to, to get out next week. Um, we'll, I'll be speaking to her, all things Community Trust, how they've coped during the pandemic and what's next. Um, for them going forward so really looking forward to that chat will is um, and like i said we'll get that out it's just good to highlight the work that the community trust has done this season i know a lot of you that have tuned into this episode were um were enjoying these kind of fundraisers that we were highlighting in relation to the community trust so it's just good to get her on to explain kind of what this the fundraisers do how they use the money and also how they've helped the community during this pandemic and calm i know you're excited to learn more about the community trust by listening in definitely because i 
have very, very limited knowledge. Um, happy to admit that. So I think it will be Glenn interviewing. Um, okay. Don't expect to see me there because I will be. I just falls a chocolate teapot. Um, I'll just edit it and then I'll learn a lot about it, which will be which will be good. And I'll leave all their information in the description of the video and things too. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to that and hopefully we'll be able to get some player interviews over the summer as well. Um, mm-hmm. Let us know as well in the comments down below or on Twitter at RTG underscore podcast. Um, any specific players you'd like to see us reach out to and try get? Obviously, there's no promises. Uh, it's quite difficult sometimes. Or any other type of content you'd like to see as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose while we might be able to get some of the players that are heading out of contract, um, good again, nice link for me there. As Stephen Glass saying last night that That'll probably be announced next week. Um, you know, the club have got their ideas on who they want to keep let go, but also players that are out of contract may have their ideas. They may already have their minds set elsewhere mm-hmm. um, and their futures have been decided elsewhere, but it won't be announced until next week. Um, I wonder if that will affect what we see in terms of a team lineup on Saturday, because, you know, does it get to the point that maybe players don't want to risk that next move by picking up an injury. Very, very possible. Um, You mentioned it last night. One player um, that we think will probably be going, given Ash Taylor, his uh, wife is down down the road back in Liverpool. He could be heading back down there to join. That's just one little thing we've put together with our little detective caps mm-hmm. on. Two plus um, two making five. Exactly. Pro- uh, knowing, knowing us, probably it will. And he'll sign like a four-year deal or something like that. Yeah. Um, also, just sorry, on contracts, um, Curtis Main out of contract. He's been released by Shrewsbury already. Bring him home. Bring him home. That's our striker <laughs> for next season. <laughs> Well, we're in need of a goal scorer, and I think he scored a few for Shrewsbury, but we'll be interesting to see, given, you know, say the season ends on Saturday, will players move on? Will we already have deals lined up? Clark Robertson being one. Um, if rumours are to be believed, he's been at Cormac Park this week, um, looking around the place. Obviously, there's been no word on a deal being signed, but I know Sunderland and Plymouth are um, making their case for him. We do need to shore up defensively. For me, it's not an exciting signing. Mm. Um, but I really want to see a striker signed early doors to get, get me excited for next season. Yeah, uh, I know would fit the homegrown quota for uh, the Europa Conference League that we're, mm. I'm not as excited about as I once was, given uh, we found out the type of teams that are going to be in there. Um, Claude <laughs> Robson, interesting. Looking at how many games he's played as well recently he's played something like it was like 60 games or something in the past few years for Rotherham and he played like double that for Blackpool albeit a, a league or two below and um, not seen a lot since since he left and um, obviously I hope he's bulked up and improved and maybe he got rid of the injury issues uh, he's left-sided mm. that's at least something uh, that would be good Maybe better with the ball at his feet. Who knows? Is Declan Gallagher not left-footed as well? Well, I always thought that, but then I don't think he played left. He don't think he played left-sided for Scotland, so I don't know. But it's I know someone that always likes to bring up about playing two left left-footed defenders. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's played. I'm just looking at his stats now. Sixteen league appearances this season. Um, for Rotherham, so he's either not the- being good enough. Sorry, so he's either been not being good enough to play in a relegated Rotherham side, or he's been injured a lot. Mm. 
Yeah, and he's he's chipped in with five goals in his in his time at Rotherham. But for those of you that have listened to the Jack Grimmer interview, um, if you haven't, why not um, go back and listen to it or watch it on the YouTube channel? Um, he, he's a player that that Jack spoke about, probably a player that's grown it and and developed and improved with his time down in England. You know, made 121 appearances at Blackpool before signing for Rotherham. So he certainly gained experience. He's not going to be the type of player that was a youngster, like saying, maybe out of his depth. I think very raw, yeah, from what yeah, I in a, in a in a, let's be honest, a not so great Craig Brown team during his time at Aberdeen. So let's see if he does sign, we'll obviously give him the benefit of the doubt like we do every other signing that we were never sure about. Mm-hmm. Um there's been a few. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see what, what is to come. Um, I don't really think there's anything else to speak about ahead of Saturday's game, Callum, because I don't think many folk are that bothered. If anyone's made it this far, you know, honestly, I'll be I'll be shocked. You know, no, nothing else to cover. You mentioned uh, I'd like to see a striker. A, a, a few of them signed up as soon as possible. Other than that, no, I don't think we've got much else left to cover. So I think if you're tuning in, watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe with notifications on so you're not to miss out in the future. As Glenn mentioned, we've got an interview with Liz Bowie from the Aberdeen Zunling Community Trust. Trust. That's the one. Oh my God, uh, Coming up. CV knowledge, knowledge. We've got that coming up. Uh, definitely a good thing that I'm not going to be there for it. So um, make sure to follow us whenever you're tuning in, if you're listening, uh, and on Twitter at RTG underscore podcast. Um, we, we never pull this either. Our, if you're watching on YouTube, our, our Twitters are above our heads as well, so be sure to follow us there. And thank you very, very, very ridiculous much. Ridiculous nonsense. Yeah, a lot of Murray <laughs> Especially from chat. Callum. Yeah, Rowies <laughs> as well. Let me know in the comments down below how you would like a Rowie. Thanks very much for tuning in, everybody. 